Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends, and welcome to a brand new episode of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. As always, my name is Mike Mullins. Broadcasting high atop the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, per usual, um, I get a, a, an escort. Uh, I've got about six or seven beautiful ladies hoisting me up on one of those chase lounges as they walk me into the building. And they, they bring me up to the elevator because Mike Mullins don't walk by himself. And uh, he goes all the way up to the elevator. Because I'm referring to myself in the third person now. And then Mike Mullins gets carried to the rooftop, and this is where I have to make my ascension alone because only one man can connect the world to DDP Radio. And I climb atop that tower, rung by rung by rung by rung, and at the very top, I put my hand to my brow and I squint my eyes, and I look into the deep white north to the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario, and on top of that mountain, there's a fire, and it's burning through the house. It's burning through the windows. You can see the glow of the flames and the fire and the motivation and the inspiration and that, that entity, that, that spirit, that flame is my co-host, Crystal Stewart. And I look to the great white north and we connect. And the power from the Raleigh, North Carolina tower and the power from the mountain on top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario collide in the middle and boom! GDP radio goes to the world. Crystal, how are you? Shit. How do you get your head in the building? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> oh. Well, I am glad to hear it, and, and I'm excited to see what we got on, on today. Um, uh, so just to touch on it real quick, because uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of the band, and uh, we lost Robbie Robertson, the, the, the Robbie Robertson, guitarist yeah. and yeah, from the band, and I just want to thank Canada for that because, man, you, I always said the band, Canada created the best American Southern rock band in the history of the world <laughs> because the four of them were from Canada and one of them was here from the U.S., Steve on Helm, who passed away in 2012. But there hasn't been like, there's, there hasn't been more than a month or two where I didn't go through a phase of the band and I'm, I'm heartbroken that Robbie passed and... um 
I was just watching um, a documentary earlier on Levon Helm, a uh, legendary drummer and vocalist for the band. And uh, he died of cancer in 2012. And, you know, he put something into perspective for me that really made me like think for a second. It made me want to kind of jump off the show on that. Um, he talked about longevity and he, he was sick and he said, what's the point of living a long time if you ain't living well? And I thought that's such a profound statement. And a lot of times preservation is uh, just to keep living is the, is the goal. We live as long as possible. And I love what we do here at DDP Radio, DDPY, where we make your life better because you make your life better and you work harder to, to make your life easier and better. And once the physical goes, once you start getting sick and your body starts breaking down, you're really just, you know, it, it's, it's a hopeless situation. And I think it's important to realize what we do here is we, uh, we make people live better. We've, we've seen this hundreds of times on this show where somebody comes in and says that their life is better for what we do, uh, what they do with uh, DDPY and DDP yoga and uh, I think that's pretty a profound statement uh, to what we do here. And I mean, I, I think it's, it's also important to say is I don't know how many times I've been told that um, people will say, I didn't know how strong I was. I didn't think I could do this, but this program has changed my life. And I think that's important. You don't know until you try and trying is half the battle here. For sure. And, and when you're sick and your body's breaking down and you're hurt, sometimes trying is the hardest thing in the world. But we like yep. to encourage people to take those first steps and, and make that change and make that effort because on the other side of it, it's so worth it. Your life is better. You're happier. You're healthier. You're stronger. You're, you're better overall. And it's, I'm so uh, grateful to have this platform where we get to talk to uh, inspirational people every week and you can hear real-life transformation stories and people that were in desperate, hopeless places that have that spark of hope. And uh, lives are saved from what DDP create, created here. And uh, I know for a fact you've been working very hard on, on the guest list, and I think we're booked up to 2027 at this point. But um, <laughs> I know that you keep bringing these amazing stories to the show, and, and I hear the feedback, and I hear people talking. And I went to that wrestling convention with DDP a couple uh, weeks ago, and people were coming up to me, and they know the show, and they listen, and, and they, they are touched by it. So sometimes when you're in the bubble broadcasting from home, you don't really see the, uh, the impact of what, what happens on the show. Not what we do, what, but what people bring to the show and their stories and their, uh, their transformations. And uh, it's pretty inspiring to see so many people putting in the work and, and making their life better. So um, without further ado, I know you've got an amazing story lined up for us tonight again. I know you've, uh, you're, you're the hardest working girl at the office, woman at this office, <laughs> even, even though you don't have the sweet Chase Lounge entrance and the Rolls Royce uh, uh, <laughs> delivery system. Good but Lord. Hey, what are you going to do? So I'm, I'm, right? the, I'm the greedy. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping all the, 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 uh, the, the fun stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, tell us <laughs> who we have on the show tonight. <laughs> I've already gone off so, the rails. I'm sorry for my diatribe. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so this week, Mike and I welcome Presso to the show. Um, the Canadians have taken over the show tonight. Woohoo! I'm so excited. 
While I was preparing for tonight's show, I was reminded of an old story that basically stated that in order to be considered lucky, first you have to try. There is no mention of ease because in order for something... Oh. In, is that you, Mike? <laughs> Um, there is no mention of ease because in order for something to change you, you are going to have to be challenged. Never to be reduced by any perceived challenges or hardships. Success is not promised if you don't work for it. And it is not always comfortable at all, which a lot of people forget. Um, This is where finding the ease in the storm comes from, I believe. So this week, please welcome to the show my friend Kevin Prasol. It's great to be here with you. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how How are are you? you? (laughs) I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing wonderful. Crystal, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. You know, it's not snowing in Canada, so I'm good. Uh, don't, don't even say that. It's coming. It, within the next three days, it should start. So. Oh, so. stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we appreciate you coming on with us, uh, Kevin, and, and uh, I'm excited to, to dig into your story and how you got here and stuff. Uh, we never have a roadmap where we're going. I always say that we don't have a list of questions. We all get to know each other on the air. I think it's more natural, it's more conversational, and uh, sometimes, uh, sure. sometimes it's just it flows better that way. But we always start with one question to begin. That we always start. Every warrior, every superhero, got to have an origin story. So, what is your origin story, and what were the circumstances that brought you to this point right here? where you decided to uh, try DDPY and, and take that leap? Right. Well, that's a great, great starting question for sure. Uh, I first received the DDP yoga DVDs from my wife uh, over eight years ago. So eight years ago, my wife saw something. She doesn't even remember what she saw, whether it was the Arthur video or Shark Tank or another you know, promo video for DDP yoga. And because my wife knew I loved wrestling when I was in high school and because I, my wife knew that I was struggling with a lot of back pain and because my wife knew I was the type of man who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga, uh, she bought me the DVDs. <laughs> and then I did two workouts and because my back was so bad, I just figured I couldn't do it. And I just put it in a box and they sat in the box until, um, until the first month of the pandemic when I was stuck at home and I was spiraling being stuck at home and everything around us changing. So uh, I dug those DVDs out uh, in April of 2020 and started with the beginner program, just three workouts a week. And then within a couple of weeks, I was the four workouts, a couple of weeks later, five workouts, by the time I got to week eight, I was working out 45 minutes every single day of the week and just seeing incredible change. So just really, really amazing. Wow. I mean, 
we've, we've heard that from a lot of people that they, that they order it a long time ago and it kind of sits on the shelf because, you know, they, they don't really dig in and then there's a point where you pull them out and you kind of realize what yeah. you've been missing. Um, so yeah. you know, the pandemic was obviously hard for you as it was for a lot of people. And, um, you were craving just some kind of outlet for your energy or just, you weren't feeling well or what was going on? Well, everything, I mean, like for so many people, right? Like everything changed and, uh, everyone's work environment changed. So, so I, I work in care. So I, you know, provide care for other people. So how we do that everything changed, right? And so we were reinventing everything and we were working 15, 18 hours a day, just trying to figure out how do we care for people in lockdowns? How do we care for seniors and senior homes? Um, all this stuff. And just with some of the tension that some of the decisions that were being made, there, there was like very little agreement on, on how to do things. So a lot of, a lot, a lot of, a lot of interesting conversations to kind of try to figure all this out. And so while this was happening, like my mental health was just spiraling. I was in, like, my anger was increasing and I'm, I am not by nature an angry guy at all. I found myself just angry all the time. My depression was going through the roof. I was um, not eating well. Like in the first three weeks of the pandemic, I put on 17 pounds just like by just eating massive amounts of junk food while uh, working out of my basement. So it was just a real big challenge. And I, I actually felt, earlier in the year, like in January, 2020, I really felt as I was approaching my 49th birthday that I really needed to take better care of myself. Um, as someone who oversees an organization to care for other people, it was like, well, if, if I'm not caring for myself, I'm not gonna be able to care for anybody else. So I started that process early on in 2020 and then it derailed. And then I'm very grateful for the support of my wife and for those old DVD, <laughs> DDP yoga DVDs that were still sitting in a box collecting dust. Um, those, those, my wife and those DVDs really helped me turn things around. So it was great. Isn't it funny, Kevin, how the people that are tasked with helping other people or looking after other people, they neglect themselves? Oh, it's a huge problem. I think there's just something when, when whatever your care, like whether you're in the medical profession or in social services or in nonprofit charity work, uh, so many of the people that I know, when people who have a real heart to care for other people tend to be the worst people to care for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It, it seems it, to come with the package. So. Uh, my my family's, uh, a lot of my family's in healthcare, and, and that's what they always said is, some of the most unhealthy people in the world are, are in the hospitals, like trying to help people because it is such a oh, physically yeah. demanding job and you just get exhausted. Yep. And, you know, the hospital food a lot of times is just yep. snacks on the go and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's difficult. Exactly. But um, so when you first started, now, were you somebody that was uh, inclined to work out? Were you an athletic person at one point or was this, you know, <laughs> physicality kind of new to you? No, no. I, this is what's funny about the whole thing of where I'm at with DDPY now. Like, like I, I, I'm a nerd. <laughs> like, like I'm, a, I'm a total nerd. Like, I've never played any kind of sports my entire life. Um, I'm a comic book collector. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm a sci-fi fantasy computer. Like, I worked in the computer industry when computers were brand new. I was on, you know, developing stuff for the internet when nobody had the internet at home. <laughs> so, uh, I, sports, 
and exercise and fitness were the furthest thing from my lifestyle. But I was very blessed with a very, very good metabolism where I could just eat total garbage all the time and still be really skinny. But then that changed when I I turned 40. When I turned 40, that went away. But As it does. (laughs) I I always tell – I've told this story before, but one of my best friends ever um, in the world – I used to get so mad because we'd go to McDonald's and I'd have a quarter pounder of cheese and I'd gain 30 pounds on the spot. And he'd have five of them and he was the skinniest guy in the world. And then, like, after he turned 40, he had a heart attack at 40. And I'm like, oh, I don't have a heart attack. You can be skinny and really unhealthy, you know? People kind of associate being skinny and with uh, healthy, and that's not the case. But And that's what's funny about it because we look at our health, we just look at the weight, right? And we go, well, because I'm skinny, I must be healthy. I didn't know I was unhealthy until I got married and I got life insurance for the first time. And I had to do blood work for life <laughs> insurance. And they put me on the high-risk category because my blood work was yeah. so bad. And I was like, really? And that just blew my mind. I never would have guessed that. Well, sometimes it's yeah. deceiving to the point, too, where it's detrimental to you because you assume, well, I'm not fat, I'm not overweight, I'm probably healthy. But then there comes a time where yeah. that heart attack is, like, sneaking up on you. Um, and, exactly. uh, you know, that, that happens. Um, it's so funny, too, because, uh, you know, I, I mean, I would call myself somewhere in between, like, a, a jock and a nerd. I played sports in school, but, like, I was always a nerd. And, I mean, back – I was a nerd when being a nerd was not – in cool, you know, in chic. That no. was the kind of nerd. Oh, no, me neither. Nowadays, <laughs> the popular kids are nerds, and it's like, you're not a nerd until, you know, in the 80s when yeah, I was, you know, growing up. That's like real, uh, those are real cutting your teeth. Yeah, but. some jock didn't slam you into a locker. You're not a nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was a nerd, but I was also a politician. I just made everyone try to like me so I could just have all my bases covered. But... <laughs> Just you're kissing babies and shaking hands, you know. Um, But it's so funny that like a lot of people who come to this program who have no interest in athletics or no interest in sports, they excel. And I think it's the combination of you know DDP is a wrestler. I'm into wrestling, and then also he's doing this, so you can kind of flex your muscles and get into it and uh, feel like you still belong. And there's a lot of people who are like that that really excel at this program, and they're kind of shocked that, like, oh, my God, I, right. I'm in good shape. And... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think there was something about, too, like, just his personality type. Like, when I first popped in the DVDs, it was, like, it was just fun. Like, it, it was just, like, it was a good time, you know, and it just was so motivating, and it was just so encouraging. I thought, you know what, like, okay, I can do this, you know, and – I mean, when I attempted it eight years ago, like my life was just like so busy, like work was like so busy. I was going to school part-time as well, um, you know, young kids and, and everything. And so I, I just couldn't get past the fact that I couldn't do it right out of the box. <laughs> like when I put in that first diamond cutter workout, like nine years ago, whatever it was, and I just couldn't do it. It was just very dismotivating. But when I finally kind of said, no, no, I got to take this a little bit more seriously and, and just kind of listen to it a little bit more and go, oh, you can ask, oh, you can modify this? Oh, I didn't realize that. Or, oh, okay, I can tweak this and make it, you know, make it my own. And so once I got into that, then it just took off. 
I remember when I was in Georgia for one of the summits, um, Drew McIntyre, the wrestler, was there. And he was doing a workout in the room with all of us. And I looked, and there were some of us that were, you know, we were working really hard. And, you know, you look at someone like him who is incredibly athletic, and he was sweating just as much as we were. And, you know, it just goes to prove it's not as easy as it looks. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of wonder yeah. a big muscular guy like that. He's got to lift that leg. His leg weighs more than my leg. <laughs> so it's got to be harder to lift that leg up. So. He's a different it truly athlete, is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it truly is. Uh, it levels the playing field. And I said this all the time. You go into a DDPY workout at the performance center or wherever, and there's somebody who's a professional athlete working out at the same rate and the same capability as somebody who's 400 pounds losing weight. And yeah. it's the only workout where I can honestly say that. And, and I know that the tagline, anyone can do this, is, is, you know, that's part of the brand now. They always say that. But it is one of those things that you can, anyone can do this. And the proof is go to any workshop or any workout. Right. And the amount of Absolutely. different demographics of people in that room working out alongside each other is staggering. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, like in the three years that I've really been committed to this program, like, like if a guy like me can do this and get the results that I've gotten, like anyone can do this, Like you really can. You just got to make it your own and put the work in. So it's been, it's been really exciting over the last couple of years to kind of help to get other people started on their journeys as well. I mean, it's one of those things. It's one thing to get your body on the mat. It's another thing entirely to get your brain to follow. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And there's still days where it's like I'll wake up in the morning and it's on my calendar that you're supposed to do the workout at 8 a.m. And it's like, ah, I think I can sneak that in at lunchtime today. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know. Once you get on it, it's always amazing. Yeah, it's so funny how we we fight against ourselves, too. Like, my wife really, she's been going to the gym and doing yoga lately, and and I've been so proud of her. She's really enjoyed it. And she kind of got around that corner because she would do this a lot. She'd go to the gym and get into it for a couple days and then have the excuses not to go, and then eventually she kind of tapered out. But she really just connected in the moment, and she's thinking to herself, I really like this. Like, this isn't a chore. And I treat it like a chore right. once I'm not here. And once she kind of put herself mm-hmm. in that mindset of this isn't like, I mean, what, what goes along with I got to work out? Ugh, I got to go work out. Oh, no, I don't feel like working out. But when you kind of frame it in a way that, like, I genuinely enjoy my time here and I feel amazing after, and you kind of turn it from a, a, a burden into a, a reward, which is what it is for yep. your body and your mind and everything, you kind of flip mm-hmm. the script on that whole procrastination. I don't want to be here. I'll, you know, sludging through the workout. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's where I've really approached my journey with DDP yoga for the past three years. It's been like my wellness journey has been a journey that it's, it's physical, it's mental and it's spiritual. Like there, there's a heart, body, soul part to this, or mind, heart, and body to this, you know, and all three of them for me, you know, are connected and, so I tried to make sure I'm work, you know, one working the physical helps me with my, my mind and my better mind. And it helps me in my heart, 
you know, with my emotions and my feelings, and it's just so intertwined. So it's been kind of cool to see focusing on one, bringing wellness to other parts of my life, which has been really encouraging. And, I mean, I think it's, you know, it just goes to prove, you know, that we're always listening when we're talking to ourselves, you know. We can convince ourselves to do the workout or not do the workout. So I know with me, when I go downstairs to the dungeon, <laughs> instead of saying, oh, I, I have to out today, I yep. flip that in my mind to say, I get to work out today. And that's mm-hmm. been huge. It's just a little change. But, you know, it works. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I always like to preface when Crystal says the dungeon, I just want to let everyone know it's, it's not what you think. Crystal is actually a serial killer, so that's where she puts her victims <laughs> while she works out. Kevin's Canadian, so he gets it. <laughs> and the, yeah, but the nerd in me was instantly picturing, wow, you've got like a full dungeon where you play Dungeons and Dragons. You're so lucky. No. Like that's how my nerd, that's how my nerd brain works. <laughs> no, no, she just murders people there. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, oh, okay. Keep talking, Mullen. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, I mean, your family must be super impressed. What, you know, what an amazing life you have to, like, really just kind of get you those DVDs to start, you know, who cared enough about your well-being to think, like, yeah, I think you'd enjoy this and would do well with it. How has she reacted to your right. commitment and your hard work and your transformation? Oh, it's, it's, she's blown away by it. Like, her encouragement and her, her support has been so huge. And uh, uh, it's just changed so many different parts of my life of my life. Like, like even, even now we find ourselves, uh, my wife, my wife, my wife is very sporty. So she's always played on, on teams, you know, soccer teams, baseball teams, um, different kind of athletic, uh, stuff at school. Um, she loves camping. She loves the outdoors and, and she married an indoor computer nerd, you know? So, so I, you know, hated camping, hated, hate swimming, hate the water. And, and now like, you know, I love the outdoors. I love working out in the garden. I love, you know, just being, you know, we went on vacation last week and we're on the boat, on the lake, and just enjoying so many things outdoors. Because most of this stuff, I couldn't enjoy it because even though I didn't look unhealthy because I'm, I'm a thin-framed guy. Like, I'm not like a big guy. I wasn't 400, 500 pounds or anything like that. But I was just constantly dealing with back pain and gut issues and anxiety, right? And those three things were just, just made, like, sleeping miserable. Like, I never, like, my wife has never known me to have a good night's sleep, ever, like, in our entire marriage. And what was fascinating, I think it was, like, two years ago, it was several days in to, like, suddenly, like, when my back pain started going away from doing DDP yoga, um, I didn't even notice it going away at the beginning. And then it was my wife who flagged it. She goes, you're actually sleeping the night. And just that one small change to be able to say like, wow, my wife notices I'm sleeping through the night. She's never known that. It was like just so eye opening to where I re- was really at. So, so yeah, so her support and her encouragement with all of this has just been amazing. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's, 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 Incredible. That's the proof in the pudding right there. And um, and for somebody to yeah. notice that, you, 
the, the when you're unhealthy, I mean, I think all that the insomnia was terrible, and um, you know, tossing and turning, yeah. and you know, the anxious thoughts, and so I, I don't know, I, I've never had a history of anxiety until a couple of years ago. I, I kind of had something come on, and I didn't have a history of ever being anxious. I was probably the most confident person I know, even though I had no reason to be. I still, I was pretty. I never worried about stuff. <laughs> And when right. the anxiety symptoms started to present themselves, I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, I kind of, yeah. when I heard about, when people would discuss anxiety, I'm like, oh, yeah, we all have anxiety, kind of get over it. And I didn't realize how crippling the physical symptoms can be. And I, right. I never appreciated somebody struggling that because it seemed like, you know, you didn't realize anxiety was a, was a physical thing. You thought it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm nervous about this. Oh, yeah, I'm nervous about that, too. But it becomes right. very physical and it's terrifying. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Well, and this is what's fascinating. I mean, I, I, I was born in the seventies, right? So I'm, I'm in elementary school in the seventies. Like no one talked about this stuff, like the whole like generalized anxiety or attention deficit stuff or hyperactivity, like all these things that we talk about nowadays, like in 1976, like no one was talking about this stuff. It was just, like you're just a misbehaved little boy who needs to get mm-hmm. his life together. Like, and that's the way you're treated. Right. So I spent most of my childhood just thinking there was something wrong with me. It's like, why can't I be a good boy? Like everyone else is. <laughs> like, but then you find out, Oh, it was a little bit of this and a little bit of this, a little bit of anxiousness and, and things like that. And so, yeah, when you finally kind of, kind of put language to something and you realize, Oh, this is why you know, I was feeling this wired. Like it, when I was a child, I would actually stop breathing at night because my anxiety would get so bad just by making stuff up in my head. And my parents would have to mm-hmm. rush me to the ER and put me in an oxygen tent for the weekend. And then I go back to school wow. on Monday. You know, well, and I was like, that was just pure anxiety, like nothing else. And I was like, dang, <laughs> you know? So when you start, like I yeah. remember doing like, yeah, even starting DDPY, just doing like some of the, the breathing videos. I think that's one of the places where I started. I was just lying on my floor and breathing. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, like why didn't someone ever teach me how to breathe like this when I was eight years old? And save my couple oh, of mean, hospital visits. <laughs> it's something we do. We all do it, obviously. But we do it so automatically. I mean, it, it's it's incredible when somebody sits down and says, "This is what you need to do to breathe properly." You think, "Whoa, wait a minute! I'm completely doing this wrong." Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm one of those people too. Yeah. Has yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. No, no. You go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, so uh, has, like, you know, the, uh, the ability to identify your anxiety and, and feel better, has it made you more open to trying new things, like, you know, going out and about, going to, you know, your wife was outdoors being sporty. Um, you know, I I was famously, um, back when I was in the dating scene, I, I, you know, there was a few girls that I, I really liked that were very, you know, outdoorsy and like to fish and camp. So I obviously lied and said I liked to fish and camp. <laughs> And uh, if, you listen, <laughs> if you ever listen to the, the Lemonhead song, The Outdoor Type, it's all about a man lying about being the outdoor type to pick up a girl. But um, yep. I realized 
when I got with my wife, and she loves kayaking and she loves being outdoorsy and stuff. And I was so closed off to that stuff. And once I started feeling yeah. better, I actually like was, well, I'll go with you. I'll probably won't enjoy it, but I'll try it. And feeling better opened me up to a world of things that I was so cynical about and just not willing to even right. put an effort into trying. Did you find that when you started yeah. feeling better that you were more open? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like even just as an example, like even just this past a couple of weeks ago, we were on our, on our vacation and we're kind of at this fun stage of life now where we're vacation. Like the kids are adults now and they, they're busy. So they don't join us for the whole vacation because they're doing their thing. And so it's just the two of us now. And so I went and got my boating license and because we had access to a boat and I wanted to make sure, no, no, if I'm going to drive the boat, I've got to, I like the, I like the rules. So I got to make sure that I've got my boating license if I'm going to take a boat out. And so I did the training course and took the exam and took the, and took the boat out and learned how to do it. And, and again, this sounds like nothing, but I was a guy who was afraid of the water my whole life. I still don't like Ooh, the water. That's huge. You know, and I was like, I'm going to take the boat out. And then, and then it was like, oh, great. Now I got to figure out how to get this boat back into the dock. And you know what? We made, we got back to the dock. It was great. <laughs> Didn't even crash it. So that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good sign. <laughs> you know, so the little things like that, that, you just find that there's, there's more freedom to yeah, do something new, try something else. Uh, another thing that I saw a big change too is uh, traveling. So over the last couple of years, I've had some opportunities to travel uh, around the world. And, um, and again, I, I used to have to travel for work. I don't, I'm not required to travel for work anymore, but 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I used to, and I hated it, hated it, hated it. And now I found myself like I was in Colombia, I was in Peru, I went to Lebanon. So I went to like some very wow. non-familiar places. Uh, and again, normally I'd be very, very, very stressed out and nervous about it. Was, still nervous you know you got to be wise and don't do anything stupid in some of these countries but you know slept great at night was able to have a great time and learn a lot while I was there so um yeah so just a little and I'm actually excited to do more work like that in the future so so yeah definitely some changes there which have been really exciting so I have a question that I routinely ask because it's very interesting to see how people answer it but what would young Kevin, or what would the Kevin now tell the Kevin, your old self? What would you tell yourself? So what would I tell? So what would Kevin today tell Kevin, young Kevin? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think I would tell young Kevin, like, how much that, that he is so much more than he thought he was. Like, 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 you're, like you are loved you're a great guy. People love you. You're important. And, and, and you're a blessing to other people. And just step into that. Great answer. Because I didn't always know that. <laughs> you know, when you're young, too, like you're so in your head. And, you know, when you get desperate and you get like, you know, you know things aren't going to get better. And, I, and it's, it's crazy. You know, I've had some people, people that I know that didn't stick around. So they got in desperate times and they get, you know, really bad and depressed and, they, you know, either suicide or drugs or whatever. And, like, some of those people, right. I think to myself, if you just hung on, you would have been flourishing right now because the insecurities and things that hold you down when you're young, you being different or, yeah. or nerdy or, or weird or unique, right. those end up becoming assets oh, yeah. later in your life. 
And, um, you know, it's when you're desperate, you can never see that. And to go back and reach out to Mm -hmm. old Kevin and and tell him that, like, there's a lot of people I wish I could tell that to. And uh, and I'm glad that, you know, that you stuck around and and you made something of yourself and you have a beautiful wife and and family and, and, you know, all these things that are happening to you. And it's not a thing that I regret not doing it sooner. It's it's all these circumstances and all these, you know, moments brought me to the point where I felt confident enough to try and make an effort to change. And it's such a beautiful right. story of overcoming that stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who, who don't get there. And it's, it's pretty amazing yeah. the work you've been putting in. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, and, and you know what? And that's been one of the things I've just loved about this DDPY community. It's like when you – when you feel when you when you forget that you can do it, <laughs> and when you forget the words that you tell yourself, then you're just reminded by other people's stories, and you see what they're going through and the adversity they're overcoming and punching through and the, the barriers that they're breaking. And it's like, oh my goodness, like, like who am I to complain about my problem? It's like you know, it just helps you, just that little dosage of reality, a little dose of perspective, and. Uh, which, which is, I, I think, is a great part for me, anyways, with the community as well. I just like to kind of just see all those other stories and just how we encourage one another in it. I think it's always important to say too that there is no one in this community that you can't find that isn't dealing with something, and who will be honest yeah. about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like we're all broken. We all. Have- <laughs> you just got to figure out what part, what part that you're broken in, and okay, and then what do you got to do about that? <laughs> right. Well, one thing I love about this show, and I, and I always say it, I, people who listen to this hear me say it a million times. I'm, like, there's a lot of like fitness and inspiration shows that'll sit here and tell you what to do to change your life. This is what you got to do, and I hate that because everyone's different and everyone's story is different, and. What we do is we don't tell people what to do. We don't tell people how to do it. We share people who are doing it and share people's stories. And right. it's, it's incredible because you think you're the only person going through this particular thing. And there may not be a lot of you, but there's somebody who's going through it. And you can usually connect and find them in this community. Yep. And, and most people on this show, I recognize a little bit of myself and I'm like, I know exactly how that guy's feeling. I know just what he's going through. And it may be a little things, but you listen to it and you collect those experiences and you realize I'm not alone and it's possible to get out of the funk that I'm in. And I think that's such a beautiful part of this community is the people sharing themselves so honestly and so openly to the point where it makes me feel good because I know there's some people in the trenches with me that are, succeeding mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it's the beauty of the diversity of the community that i really like like you said like you might not be like i try to encourage people with my journey again because by all outward appearances everyone would have thought i was happy and healthy right like like even when I post on the group or I show family members or friends or people that I'm telling, you know, kind of DDPY about, like, and I show like my before and after pictures, like side by side, like they're shocked to see the difference because I was never perceived as someone who was sick or, or who, who was unhealthy. Right. And, and so I try to use that to help people 
show them that anyone who thinks that they're like, well, you know, I'm good enough, I'm fine, you know, yeah, my, my health isn't perfect, but it's not bad. I, I like to be able to show them that there's something better. You don't have to, I call it, um, mm-hmm. don't settle for fine. <laughs> because in my household, fine is the F word. <laughs> like if someone comes home from work one day or comes home from school, we say, how was your day? Oh, fine. Oh, fine is the F word. We don't, don't settle for fine. There's so much more available, <laughs> right? And fine is usually such a such a, such a bullshit like uh, pedestrian like uh, just uh, throwaway line. How are you doing? Fine. You know nobody's actually asking. Yeah. You're just saying you're expected to respond. Oh, exactly. But um, it's so. Um, I was going somewhere with this. I forget where I was going. <laughs> um, oh, no I was going to say the the transformation. You know we all have our transformation stories. We have our before and after pictures and you can tell he's lost weight or he's gotten more stronger. Or he's more muscular and he looks better. You want to see a true transformation in a before and after look in the eyes, the eyes Absolutely. tell you everything you need to know. And you think that there couldn't yep. be that much of a physical difference, but people are, who are in low and feeling bad, there's a spark that leaves their eye. And to see that come yep. back in those before and after pictures is one of the most powerful things you can ever look at. Absolutely. Yeah. And that again was something that my family saw in me before I did that, that spark come back to my eyes and that joy in my eyes when I was, you know, the gut pain was gone. The back pain was gone, sleeping through the night, feeling more confident off of my depression, medication, eating better, all those things. And, like everyone in my household were just like, wow, like, you know, we've never seen dad. We've never seen his eyes like that bright before. And I was like, and a little part of me was like, oh my goodness, I feel so bad that, you know, that you have to deal with cranky, <laughs> cranky Kevin all those years, you know, but uh, glad they don't have to anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's always an amazing thing that, you know, everyone always says, but, 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 I always say, no, you can't say that around here. You're not allowed to say the butt word, but I can't do it. That doesn't fly around yeah. here because you know what? Yeah. We believe in your ability to be you, but we're just trying to get you. There's that word. We're trying to get right. you to um, a better, a better you because we know mm-hmm. that you're worth that. So if we believe in you, why don't you believe in you? And, you know, right. it's, it all rubs off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and everyone, you know, there, there's so many real people here. And I've said this before, but, like, you know, we always get the occasional message, like, oh, that's not a that's Photoshop. That's not a real person. Like, I've seen all these success stories happen in real time. You can go on the Facebook yep. page. Or you can go on the Team PDP yep. page and see – the transformation somebody over every day or every week. And uh, sometimes the results seem too good to be true because, you know, you look at these, a lot of these advertisements are airbrushed and all these fitness companies, but there's a definite right. roadmap. There's a definite history book of someone's transformation with those six pictures. And, and you know, we don't, we're, we're not hiring models except for myself. Um, we're, we're hiring <laughs> people who, are real people who are putting in the work and, and, you know, just because I may be a professional model doesn't mean that I don't put in the work also. So we're, 
But it's, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, I have to ruin everything. But it's true. Like <laughs> you look yeah. at the people in those pictures, and it's like those are me. Those are just right. people trying their hardest. Yeah, they're just regular, ordinary people putting in the work to to live the life that they want. Like to live the life that they want to be living, right? To to not settle for fine. Like I heard someone else put it. I don't remember where I read this or, you know, it's even, even when it came to like changing how I eat, right. Instead of this whole idea of why well, I'm just going to, you know, have the freedom to eat whatever I want. It's like, no, no, I eat so that I can live the life that I want to live 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Cause I've got a picture for that now. I didn't have one before, but like when I turn 60, like I want to, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to be able to keep doing the work I'm doing. I want to be able to travel more. I want to be able to, you know, be that fun grandfather who can play with his grandbabies on the floor, take my grandbabies to Comic-Con and have them on my shoulder, <laughs> you know, up on my shoulders the whole day. Like, I got a vision, but for me to live that way 10 years from now, well, okay, I got to put down the poutine and pick up the salad, <laughs> you know, things like that. <laughs> so that, that, that mindset. Did you? Did, you, did you surprise yourself sometimes? Were you in, like, wow, I can't believe I've done this? I still can't believe I'm this guy, to be honest. Like, oh. like it's been such a change for me. Like, like, like I mean, because I, I, I so turned my own life around that I just wanted, like, I was so blessed by this program and the support that I got. It's like, I, I can't just hog this for myself. I have to give it, I've got to give back. So I challenged myself when I turned 50 to become a certified instructor. So I did that and I started offering classes just, you know, once a week as, you know, free class, just come on out, you know, and see what you can do. Um, Then when they launched the fast track coaching certification, I got certified as a fast track coach. Like, you know what, I just want to be able to, the blessing that I've received from this, I can't hoard it for myself. I got to pass this on. And I've still, Again, I'm in shock still. Like I still go. I can't believe I'm that guy now. That's that's so like funny. Teaching it, fitness, teaching fitness classes, and coaching other people to take care of themselves incredible. that way. <laughs> so oh, it's it's so foreign to me. You know where who you become, and and it comes. You don't force it. You become that person naturally. And a lot of the people, yeah. you know, a lot of who I am was the guy I'd mock. As a you know, right? And, <laughs> I I hate the overly positivity, like you know that kind of world, that Stuart Smalley, you know, world on SNL, yep. and and yep. it all just seems so disingenuous to me, and some of it just seems so cliche and cornball. And once you start looking, stop looking past a lot of that, like the the aesthetics, you realize the message is actually really helpful and really positive and really um, yeah. useful. And sometimes yep. I got caught up in the, the goofiness, but I'm like, these things work, and these things are, are, are positive, sage advice. And I can't believe that I became the person who's out there, you know, doing that stuff or being that person. Right. And, yep. you, you know, you, you shock yourself, and, and it's, it's a good thing. You don't lose yourself. Yep. You don't lose the person that you were. You don't lose the personality you are, nope. have, but you're able to enjoy life again. And that's, right. that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter how long you yeah. live. It's how well you live. Yeah. And, right. you know, in a, in a, in a way, you know, who, who wants to live to 100 years old if you're laying in bed all day? You know what I mean? 
And Absolutely. it Absolutely. truly pushes back the hands of time. And this is something that's going yep. to make you live better longer. That's right. Well, and it's fascinating. Like, again, as you, like, like, I love how you said it. Like, I've become that guy. Like, it is kind of shocked. Like, I was in Colombia last fall for 10 days in, in Medellin, Colombia. And I'm a coffee-aholic. Like, I love coffee. But because I've been learning more and more about myself, I've been learning that coffee, my gut reacts bad to coffee. So I was going mm-hmm. through an experiment. I was, I was experimenting no coffee. And it so happened while I was experimenting no coffee, the trip to Columbia came up. So I'm in the, like the coffee capital of the world, <laughs> you know, not drinking coffee. And everyone on the, that I was there, like 10 other guys on the trip with me, and they're all looking at me like I'm like a freak of nature. It's like, why are you not having coffee? I said, because I just decided I'm not going to have coffee for the next 30 days. And wow. And I'm like, man, when, who is this guy? <laughs> Well, while I re- respect that of you, it, Mike Mullins without coffee for 30 days is Mike Mullins in a Colombian prison. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm back on it, but a lot less than I used to drink. <laughs> yeah, and that's the key, too, is, is you learn, you know, it's it's so cliche, but moderation is, is, is everything. Yeah. And I'm a person that struggles with that. I'm an all-or-nothing kind of guy. And uh, you realize right. you kind of fine-tune – your life and realize what works for you, what doesn't, how much works for you. And it's kind of being in touch with your body and, and having the ability to say, I need to go without coffee for, for a, right. a, a month to, to just reset yep. myself and being in touch with your body and your feeling. It's a real, it's a mastery that takes a while. Right. But once you can kind of get yep. that balance and listen to yourself, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's one of the things that we've been journeying, like, with my wife and I. So my wife, um, was it last year, got diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes. And so, and, so we, and so she started medication and started all these different things. And I was like, you know what? Like, again, because of the journey I've been on with DDPY and looking at the food plan, like, in the different phases of the food plan and how they recommend eating, I was already doing a lot of, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free but then it was like, you know what, let, let, let's, let's, really, let's really push this and let's really see what we can do with this by changing how we eat. And we did this together. And, again, it was driven out of, again, the life that we want to be living. And um, whereas my wife for years was pre-diabetic and then type 2 diabetes and her numbers kept going up and up and up and increasing her medication, more and more medication. Now her blood work is normal. She's no longer considered diabetic, and they're slow. They're starting to take her off of her medication now, right? And again, wow. they're going, man, you know, like we were the people who used to. I mean, I was the guy again because in the line of work I'm in, I'm always in my car, I'm always on the road, I'm busy, 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 and supporting other people. It was McDonald's, Tim Hortons coffee, and a donut in between every meeting I'm driving to, and and now I'm the guy eating celery and kale, but uh, but it's so that we can live wow. the life we want to live. And it's just been amazing to see that turn around in her in her life now. Wow, that's, that's amazing. I mean, first of all, I, I, when anyone asks me what's the the key to this, what's the secret sauce for this program, and I always tell people a few things, and one of them is, if your spouse is involved, be supportive, or if you're involved, a supportive spouse or a supportive wife or husband. 
it makes all the difference. When you've got somebody on your team throughout all this and you're on their yeah. team, it's, 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 a, it's the key. It's between winning and losing a lot of time. You know, if you've got somebody working Absolutely. against you, it's, it's impossible. And uh, what's your yeah. wife's name, by the way? Uh, Danielle. Danielle. Well, how awesome yeah. is she, too? You know, you being there for her through that and then she kind of yeah. introducing this to you and, and being there to help you kind of change your world. Like, you got an awesome lady there, you know, in your corner and vice versa. And it's, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. Well, I definitely married up. So I'm still shocked she's with me, but you know, <laughs> I definitely married up. <laughs> oh, I, I hear you. I, I still think my wife would get some kind of government kickback for being married to me. Like when he grew up with you. Get a tax break. To keep guys like us off the street. <laughs> exactly. Oh. The make make a wish foundation or something. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, I, I I just looked down at the clock and we're gonna have to wrap up because we're running out of time. I can't believe how quickly this show went by. But uh, Crystal, anything you want to uh, to add or ask before we uh, start uh, winding things down? I just want to say, Kevin, your story is really impressive. And when someone takes the time to dig into it and really read everything you've done, I mean, it's incredible and it's awe-inspiring. And I'm really, really proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, really pleasure. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, Real quick, is there any place you want to plug that you're going to be doing your workouts at or anything, you, you know, website or page or anything uh, to get a hold of you if you want to um, check into a workout? Yeah, I mean, probably the best way to find me is I, I do have a website. I've got to update it. KevinPresso.com is where I'm kind of putting everything right now. We're kind of revamping everything. Um, just my wife is starting a new job this weekend and things like that. So I've, I've got to re-look at my schedule to see when my classes are going to start running again. Uh, it's the day the fast track program, uh, coaching program opens, you'll be able to find me there. That should be hopefully launching soon. Last update I heard. Um, so I'm, I'm already certified to help people out with uh, DDPY coaching that way. So you can find me that way. And, and I'm always on the DDP yoga uh, Facebook group as well posting in there so reach out to me for sure awesome well it was such a pleasure to talk to you and uh i hope you'll come back and give us an update on your journey at some point uh love Anytime. To have to back and really follow appreciate up the and... invitation oh absolutely um thank you so much man uh kevin uh Prisol? is that how you pronounce Prisol? it Prisol? Prisol? okay yeah, so just... there we go so... This is how I kind of explain, especially to my American friends, right? If you know water in French, it's O, right? E A D. That's how you spell. That's yep. how you spell water. So press mm. O. Yeah, the L awesome. is silent. <laughs> awesome. Well, mm. uh, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I can't wait to see what you're doing in the future. And I can't wait to have a follow up and, and check in with you and your family. And uh, it seems like your future is pretty bright. And uh, I'm really happy and proud of you to see that, you know, things are going so well and you're putting the work in, and I uh, wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All the best to you and your loved ones as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, what, you know, awesome show. What a great story and, and an inspiring person to talk to. 
Um, thank you, Crystal, for another awesome show. And uh, without any further ado, do you have a quote for us this week? Because you know what the people come for. They come for the Crystal Quote of the Week. Yes, I stole this from your office, by the way. <laughs> um, and the quote is, and one day just like that, you'll rediscover your light, you'll embrace your inner warrior, and you'll match your power back and the whole game will change. I love it. I love it. That's a great one. So uh snatch the power back. That's uh Yeah. It's pretty powerful and, and sometimes we don't realize that we have the ability to do that. You know, sometimes in the world we feel powerless and we don't realize that a lot of things in our life we can't change. But there's a lot of things we can, and sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's, you know, uh, trying and difficult. And But uh, we have power to do something. And uh, I yeah. appreciate uh, your quote, and I appreciate you being here and everything you do. And uh, I have the power. <laughs> Good Lord. <All> right, guys. <laughs> we will talk to you guys soon. Uh, we'll see you soon. I'm going to be doing an event at the uh, hosting an event at the Performance Center uh, in September. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it yet, so I probably should hold off. But I'll try to get more details on it coming up soon. Um, uh, it's going to be a fun time. So uh, we'll talk about that soon. I probably shouldn't have mentioned it. But thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week uh, for DDP Radio, DDPY. Uh, my name is Mike Mullins for Crystal Stewart and our friend Kevin Purcell. Uh, have a great week. See you guys. Own it. Work yeah. hard. Keep moving forward. I'm just stalling because I can't find my outro button again. There we go. Bye-bye. That was it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh! He's in a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.